Christmas and happy holidays. Andy Steves here. This is Coolsville. Today we feature an old friend. The year was 1965. The Coca-Cola Company commissioned a cornucopia of chaos for Christmas, but it all worked out in the end. We're talking about a Charlie Brown Christmas here on Coolsville. Charlie Brown's Christmas was the first Christmas special, first TV thing that Charles Schultz ever did. Peanuts, featuring good old Charlie Brown, was started in 1947. It was known as Lil Folks. It was changed to Peanuts, which Charles Schultz hated, by the way. He hated the name Peanuts. It was changed in 1950 due to conflicts in copyright. The name came from the TV puppet show Howdy Doody. It's Howdy Doody time. It's Howdy Doody time. No, I wasn't around back then. Whose audience was known as the Peanut Gallery. The strip handles adult topics, mostly through the eyes of Linus, such as politics, theology, science, and literature in a very adult manner. Charles Schultz said that Linus can be very smart or very dumb. Of course, he makes great use of his blue security blanket. Snoopy acts like a dog most times, though he's been shown as the world-famous attorney or the world-famous surgeon. Who could forget Snoopy as the World War I flying ace? Charlie Brown rarely succeeds, but he never gives up. Whether it's the captain of the baseball team or trying to kick that football that Lucy always pulls away at the last second, Charlie is a lovable loser who just keeps trying. Charles Schultz said that while he has aspects of Charlie Brown's personality, he did not intentionally write Charlie Brown to mirror Charles Schultz's personality. As for the show, the executives were shocked by the animation's poor quality and by the show's amateur voice talent. Chuck Schultz liked the idea of using kids as Peanuts voice actors. In fact, the four-year-old who voiced Charlie Brown's sister Sally couldn't read, so they ended up feeding her the lines and she repeated them during the recording. They really didn't like the fact that they used jazz music in a Christmas special, and they really didn't like the fact that they used a laugh track. Charlie Schultz said, no way, we're not using in a laugh track because he didn't like the idea of telling people when they should laugh. In the 60s, it was mostly laugh track. In the 70s, that's when they started recording in front of a live audience. <laughs> they used to call a laugh track canned laughter. There was basically the exact same laugh track for every comedy show in the 60s, which is mind-blowing. Ever since TV started in the late 40s and was really popular by the late 50s and early 60s, TV executives and uh, sponsors said that anything religious would be like a kiss of death to a program. Uh, listen, Marty, we can't do that. We can't mention God and Jesus and the Virgin Mary. It's the kiss of death. Stick it in my heart. It'll hide less. It'll kill it. Seriously, though, they were quoted as saying, Bible things scares us. They told Lee Mendelson and Charlie Schultz that they would not be ordering any more specials after this one. Well, that proved out to be very wrong indeed. Which brings us to the penultimate scene in the special. That's when Linus tells Charlie Brown what Christmas is all about. He recites a passage from the Bible. It's Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. Right in the middle of speaking that passage, Linus drops the blanket. Charlie Brown is best known for his uniquely striped shirt, and Linus is most associated with what else? That blue blanket, right? 
Throughout the story of Peanuts, Lucy, Snoopy, Sally, and others all work to no avail to try to separate Linus from that blanket. Linus always, always, always refuses to give that blanket up. Well, Charles Schultz was a Christian. He intentionally put this part in the Peanuts special, where Linus drops the blanket and says, Fear not. Looking back now at those two simple words, you kind of realize Chuck was a brilliant man. This world can be a scary place, and most of us find ourselves grabbing at something that'll get us through, whatever that thing may be. Well, essentially, ours is a world in which it's very, very hard to fear not. You got the bills, and the groceries, and the gas, and the orthodontist. Things can get overwhelming pretty quickly if we let it. In the middle of our fear and insecurity, this simple cartoon image from 1965 continues to live on as an inspiration for us to seek true peace and true security in the one place it has always been and can always still be found. The TV executives, the Coca-Cola companies, they all thought it was gonna bomb. They were afraid. Well, in the end, they should have listened to Linus when he said, Fear not. A Charlie Brown Christmas preempted the Munsters, yeah, way back then, on December 9th, 1965, and it finished second in the ratings that night to Bonanza. Ding, da, ding, da, ding, 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 ding. Of course, back then, it meant that roughly 45% of all TV viewers were watching the special. It also got positive critical reviews and ended up winning the Emmy for Outstanding Child's Program. A Charlie Brown Christmas was a big hit. Starting in 1965, it aired on CBS every year until 2000, when it was taken over by ABC. ABC ran it until 2019. Back when the first special aired, there were three channels and almost half of the people watching TV watched it. Heck, in our neck of the woods, we had two channels. And I was the remote control, by the way. Things have changed. Apple TV now owns the right to all Peanuts media, and this includes the TV specials. However, the agreement says that Apple must make a Charlie Brown's Christmas free for everyone for three days around the holidays every year. Some stuff regarding the Peanuts gang and also the TV special. Charles Schultz's nickname is Sparky. He was a huge hockey and baseball fan. As my lovely wife has pointed out, everybody thinks of Snoopy's doghouse as being red, but in the special, if you look at it, it was blue. The Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco had a minor part to play in the music of the special. Well, kind of a bigger part, I guess, if you look at it. 1963, Lee Mendelssohn was working on a documentary about Charles Schultz, and he wanted to find some music for the soundtrack. Well, he was uh, driving across the Golden Gate Bridge, and he heard this song, Cast Your Fate to the Wind, it was called, and it was by a jazz guy by the name of Vince Guaraldi. Mendelssohn reached out to Guaraldi and asked him to compose the music for the documentary and just a few days later while Garaldi himself was driving across the Golden Gate Bridge inspiration would strike and he rushed home and he sat down at the piano he wrote the uh, melody that's known as Linus and Lucy and it's the signature song not only for the Christmas special but the entire Peanuts franchise one of Garaldi's songs he wrote was Christmas time is here Christmas time is here, family's drawing near. 
olden times in ancient rhymes and lots of love to share. Mendelssohn is the one that wrote the lyrics and he said that he did it in 15 minutes. Can you believe it? The soundtrack is in the Grammy Hall of Fame. There are traditional songs in the special, a couple of which were sung by the church choir from San Rafael, California. You know the phrase, he killed it? Well, today that means that somebody did a great job on whatever they were working on, but back in 1965, a week before it aired, director Bill Melendez said he killed a Charlie Brown Christmas, meaning he had ruined it. And I guess you couldn't blame old Bill. The show's sponsor, Coca-Cola, wanted the show completed in just six months, which was a big rush job. Because of that, the show was completed about 10 days before it aired. They did a cool thing a few years back, which I know the late Charles Schultz would have loved. In 2013, the Schultz family and producer Lee Mendelson authorized an official stage version of A Charlie Brown Christmas. It follows the plot of the television special, and it includes the Vince Guaraldi music. On top of that, ends with a sing-along of Christmas songs. And it's not a big play like you'd see on Broadway, but instead it gets licensed out to churches, schools and all those kind of venues. There are so many reasons that Charlie Brown's Christmas works for me. Christmas is not always a time of joy for everyone. A lot of people are alone on Christmas or forgotten or have lost loved ones. There are people that are quite frankly exhausted and are just overwhelmed. We can identify with Charlie Brown. To paraphrase the tub thumpers, he gets knocked down, but he gets up again and again and again. It's also a great lesson on friendship. All around him, people are calling Charlie Brown a blockhead, saying he can't do anything right. Linus is a true friend, hanging out with Charlie Brown when it might not be the popular thing to do, encouraging him to search for a deeper meaning beyond commercialism. Like Alfred says in Miracle on 34th Street, there's a lot of isms in this world, but the waste is commercialism. Make a buck, make a buck. If you're a bit down this Christmas, go deeper. Give thanks for what you have and what you had. Help another human. It helps us that much more. Check on someone who's been quiet lately or hasn't been doing well. In the same way, Charlie Brown's Christmas tree just needed a little love. Well, isn't that what we all need? From my house to your house, may you use this season to recharge and reflect on the day of love. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from us to you. As always, if you haven't followed me on Spotify, hit that button. If you see my post on Facebook, please share. See you in a brand new year. I'm Andy Steves for Coolsville.